What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. All right. So, E, it's just us today. We've got just us too, man. Manuel is driving. He's on vacation. A road trip, family road trip. Yep, family vacation style. So he might hold. chime in, though. He might call us from the road. Okay. He's got, uh, yeah, he's going cross country. Yeah, he's coming to my neck of the woods. Okay. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. He'll be in person with you next week, right? Yeah. Remember, we got to reschedule. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> that <works. laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> He'll be with me though. He'll be at Drink Chance probably with me. Okay. <laughs> All good. So, what's going on, man? What's What's new on your side? Um. Well, I wanted to ask you. I'm I'm glad we're talking today because uh, it's fresh in my mind. I wanted to circle back with you on the life insurance conversation. Okay. Because my wife and I were talking, she, she just, I guess, it's on her mind. Like, yo, we gotta get. You, you guys don't have. I've got life insurance through some work stuff. Right. But I'm assuming we should probably get some other, some other pieces. So I'm, I'm curious, what you ended up with. So. Or what I'm, kind of policy and all that shit. Let me see if my. Uh... Uh, Bacardi brain remembers everything, but so I definitely have a, a policy that covers it's uh, not the term one. I I switched it actually. No, did I? I don't even remember, bro. I, I know that I have one that the way that I approached it originally was I wanted something that would cover my debts mm-hmm. that I knew I had at the moment. Okay, and give a good chunk of 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 bread to the family. But this is when I had just my daughter. Okay. So wait, so something, so God forbid, if something happened, the debts get wiped. So no one's responsible in your family for those debts. Is that that what you're talking about? Well, no, not automatically. It's just the amount, the dollar amount at the time would cover the debts that I knew I had. Okay. So that, because if, if I'm not wrong, um, when you pass, it goes to next of king, your debts. Oh, does it? Huh. Again, okay. this this would be great stuff for us to talk to more professional people. Yeah. Uh, like earn your leisure when they were here. Maybe that would have been more of a conversation to find out. And and I think this is stuff that we all need to be more educated on as parents and as fathers. Because I feel like the insurance and life insurance thing is important. And to find out what happens uh, if you were, you have an untimely death. And even if you were to have a timely death, you know, you hear a lot of things where someone dies old and then they had these debts that they never took care of or the, or a mortgage or whatever. And then you got like the kids all of a sudden right. trying to deal with the stuff. And, you know, I don't know how that all plays out. I'm sure different States, different laws for probate type things and all that stuff. But so what I'm do, what I'm trying to do now, which, uh, you know, it's more about just the time. Again, I feel like a sense of urgency when it comes to life insurance. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like when you're, you know, it's like when you think of something, yeah, 
you know, certain things happen and God forbid, you know, I'm thinking of this. Right. Were to right. Happen. <laughs> but uh, I want to get a, a second policy because I wanted to upgrade the policy I had. But according because they they check your health and all that, you can't, you know, it's it's locked in. Oh, OK. And they so, actually physically come to the house and do a check or you have to go to the doctor and get a physical they, and. I'm sure each company is different, but I think they usually send a, a nurse okay. to you and they, they do a blood work on you and kind of you know, evaluate your overall health. Interesting. And then if you if and if you work out or if you do dirt, certain things, I, I, they didn't make me prove it, but I told them that, you know, I do CrossFit, whatever, whatever. Um, they add that as like a, a like a positive towards, I guess, your health, yeah. overall health. OK. Um, but now because I can't upgrade it, which I want to, because now I have a second child, I want, I'm going to, I'm looking to get another policy, like a second one. So now I did you evaluate my, my health again? Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you do the policy where I guess we spoke about this before, but there was, I don't know if it was you or Manny, but you discovered that there were these two different policies mm-hmm. where Term you could. And- Life, and then and then there's the payout like you could cash in at a, to a certain at, at a certain point on it if i'm not wrong again don't quote me on this stuff term i believe or life whatever one of them is that you you're kind of like saying all right well if i'm not dead by like 80 right then then you know you you it's it's like done and maybe you get some money back i think maybe Something like that. But the difference between this is the clear difference that I know for a fact, the one that that you're paying for a certain amount of years. And at some point, you know, you can evaluate if you want to keep it or not. That one, the payments are lower. Um, Is it lower? No, they're higher. Oh, see, I fucked up. I have no effects <laughs> at all because I'm dyslexic too, so it screwed me up. And then it, the one that's all the way through, like there's one that you pay that you're locked in for life for as long as you're alive. Um. You're paying that. So that one is the one that they're saying that you can get loans off of. Okay. Uh, do different things. It's kind of like if you had like a mortgage payment. Right. Something something like that where you can u- use it as a, as a financial tool to, to get money if you needed it. Again, this stuff is like actually there's a lot of, you know, intricacies and, 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 and it's not as, as easy as you think, like clear cut. And that's why it would be great if we had someone that could just really school us. And it's also scary because if you don't really know about this stuff, you feel it's kind of seems very scammy. Mm, yeah. You know, like like I have friends that um since high school that work for, uh, I forget the name of this company, Amera something. One of these, like, it, it seems like pyramid type companies okay. that have been around forever, you know, kind of like an Avon, but it's right. insurance. And, and, you know, they were forever like, oh, man, like I remember from back in the day, they were like trying to recruit us to sell this insurance. And then they're trying to tell people how great the insurance is. And it just this type of stuff always feels scammy. And that's the part where I wish that we had like resources, which I'm sure we do. We're just being lazy and not looking them up. Right. And talking to more, you know, people that are more educated on this stuff that you can trust that can tell you, look, this is what it is. These are the best companies. And and maybe we should do that on fatherhood. So yeah, we probably should educate ourselves and our listeners. Maybe they earn your leisure dudes will come back and yeah. Or maybe we could just ask them to shoot us to over recommend. Some notes, yeah, you know, and some some of the like give them these questions because you know they're busy dudes too, and just maybe they can you know shoot us a quick response with some bullet points of some facts. 
But now, have you, have you, um, did you create a trust like for your whole family unit? Did you do that? I want to do that. I, okay. I want to create a trust. Um, feels weird talking about this stuff, but, uh, I want to do the trust. I want to do the living will, which I haven't done yet. All this stuff is at the top of my list, but of course I haven't done it yet. And if there's a sense of urgency, it's like, oh man, I better fucking do this shit before the worst happens. Yeah. But yeah, have you, you've created a trust? No, not yet. I mean, I just got hip to it not too long ago and makes, makes sense. I mean, I don't think I could, I don't know. Do you have a good definition? <laughs> I wish I had like a, a boiled down definition of, of, of what a trust is. Yeah. I mean, if you just take it off of what it sounds like, it means like trust to give it to your family. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. True. <laughs> <laughs> um like that's the other thing too like i feel like you know if you watch the movies you always see like the the attorney knock on someone's door and be like oh your great uncle passed away and left right. you this and the attorney came from like you know state like half you know he traveled half the country to get to you obviously that's probably not the way it goes and, and they can call or email you very easily but i've always thought like and i'm, and I'm thinking of this now like i want a good like first of all what kind of attorney is good for that you know and mm. How much do they charge for these services? Right. And can you trust them? Because you hear also all the time about attorneys and accountants, you know, jacking people. And so what are the safeguards to these people truly taking care of your of your finances and making sure that your family is taken care of and, and that all your wishes are seen through? Right. You know, my my I want to do even like the stuff when it, I actually even want to I've been thinking of. I want to pay for all my funeral services now. Oh, I don't smart. want my family to have to deal with that. Yeah, that's smart. Because they're going to be distraught. So, but then my girl laughs at me because I want to do like the Viking. <laughs> I want to be put on, a, on, on like a raft with hay and put my body out on a lake and then shoot arrows with fire. <laughs> Nice. And I'm like, but you're native. This should be some shit that you're down with. And she's like, who the fuck is gonna let us do that? Like, it's fucking insane. Go down to South Beach and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So uh, all of that stuff I think is important. And it probably if you take care of it early on, it it's it it'll give you I mean, like just having the one insurance policy, I have a peace of mind. Yeah. You know, now I just want to make sure that I'm, I have an extra, like, you know, sense of peace of mind because, you know, I have the my son now and, and, and I just feel like I just want to make sure, you know, you have to think of inflation with the type of, you know, money that, that I've already, you know, locked in with with this life insurance. You're like, oh, man, maybe it's not enough. And right. True. Want to make sure that the family is good because of inflation and all that. <clears throat> yeah. And then the trust makes sense because it's it's basically you can put all. Whoever would be a beneficiary, it's all under one unit at that point. Right, right, right. So, you know, who knows then, whatever whatever happens to other folks who are beneficiaries, but everyone who is in part of that trust receives. But when you think of trust, are you thinking of the trust? This shows how much we don't know about this stuff. <laughs> are you thinking of it like that that also administers your life insurance? Because I'm thinking um, of it as your assets being administered through the trust. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't know the ins and the outs. I, I'm, I'm knowing of it 
from a beneficiary standpoint where, you know, so for me, it would be like my wife and my son would be part of this trust and, and on the life insurance tip that, that whatever payout for the life insurance goes to the trust so that whoever's in the trust is the recipient of the money. So the life insurance would pay the trust. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's a good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to do more research on this now. You know what I mean? Especially because if you have like a bigger family or, or let's say, you know, you would, you want, uh, you know, you want your, your girl, your daughter, your son, all to be beneficiaries. I don't, you know, I don't know how all that works out from like a tax point of view, or if everyone gets taxed individually on things, that kind of, but right. I think if you have it all in one truck under one trust, then becomes a different story. I heard it's like a easier to deal with. True, true. Um, and then you could probably ad- more easily adjust the trust as time goes by where like life insurance. Yeah, you could too, but I don't know. It seems like you might forget and the trust will probably be a, something you think of. You just, you just reminded me of something too, uh, talking about all this, is that I heard that um, Nas had put his daughter as executive producer of Illmatic mm. so, so that she can get royalties. Now, let me ask you this, because oftentimes, as much as I think I know about the industry, I don't know shit. Um, when... Because if he's saying that he put her as executive producer, how does that mean exactly that she gets paid? Like, what are those royalties? Because it's not necessarily publishing, or is he, or is it publishing? Is he? But then he would add her to his the publishing side. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know the ins and the outs of the deal, so it must be. However, whatever kind of points were assigned, probably it's probably based on sales right but just then, the the life the, how is the, that the yeah, life of the album benef- how is that beneficial if we know that albums you know music doesn't sell like that anymore yeah i mean i mean again who knows what kind of percentage the executive producers got on that and maybe they get paid right, it on it seems like he just put her on that recently. oh really yeah in recent i don't know how recent but i don't think it was in the beginning then maybe it's, um, then hopefully not, ho- i don't think he had a Hopefully it's part of publishing then. Hopefully it's Yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to to know because that sounds interesting, you know, like and then Yeah, to give your give your kids some sort of passive income. Yeah, which is even what Khaled has been doing. Like he's, you know, basically making the kids the executive producer of his album. And I, and I'm I'm pretty sure the way Khaled does it, and and I've been learning actually more about this recently versus before, where I should have known more about it, is that yeah, you go you you as the as the one who puts together the compilation project, which is what he's doing. Um, you you negotiate with everybody that's on your project, um, that you're getting your shares, writer shares, right, publishing. all the splits all the splits because it's, you know, you're the one that's whatever in, in a sense orchestrating it all. And, um, and if you're putting your kids on all that, man, that, that's, that's pretty dope that they would forever in a sense, get a check. Yep. So food for thought for, for you artists out there making music who have kids, um, add them to the publishing or add mm-hmm. them to, 
that's some see i feel like that's something else we need to dive into more like how can you take music that's created and then somehow make that a tool that that uh, you know passes down uh passive income to your to your yeah well we've talked we've talked to some folks and i can't remember who they were but i mean there were some people who's who definitely like are leaving their their masters and everything to their kids so that they have it to do you know to continue on with it whatever it's worth later on down the line i think the music is so interesting the way that you you derive you know income from it or how it holds its value because the masters is obviously whoever owns the masters they kind of they own the masters right and they can license and they can do that stuff but then you can own the masters but you may not own right the right yeah exactly so it's like you know all that to me is really interesting and and you know it's another podcast altogether but (laughs) (laughs) right but you know, like I start, I'm starting to see like that business model of someone like a DJ Khaled, where his whole thing is like, let's just keep making music, keep making music, keep adding my myself and my kids to the publishing. Mm-hmm. You know, the more records with my publishing, even if I have 10% of that record, you know, it's gonna add up. It's gonna add up, and if it becomes a hit record and it's played a million times, like, you know, the reason why these artists end up wanting to work with him is because whatever record he puts together does well enough and they see good money off of publishing that they're like fuck it you know yeah we'll give you a piece of you know it's your record you're putting together that that's less of a problem for them to give him a piece of that writer's share or whatever right even though he's not the one rapping on it Mm. so so yeah let's let's uh make money for our kids there you go so so uh any other crazy things happening well not other any crazy things happening in your household with with your son uh well i had another question for you and it's really it's not super kid related but just societal related i mean mean, if we want to we want to frame it in you know the society that our kids live in and growing up in right i'm curious like you're some of your family from from cuba Mm -hmm. and coming from um you know the world of communism and how they see the states now. I mean, I, I was I was talking to uh, some folks who come from you know worlds of, of communism previously, mm-hmm. and and just like their kind of view of America at this point, and seeing just seeing how everything is now becoming like super hyper political, and seeing that there's lots of um, lots of different organizations and things out there that, you know, that are like claiming Marxism or using that kind of stuff as like the backbone, um, you know, whether it be for stuff in school or societal things, or even with the, you know, vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Do any of your family members, I don't know how much you talk to them or do they ever pick up on any of that stuff and, and, are they cautious about like, yo, the direction that, that the country is going in or sees like all these kind of weird political divisive things. So, you know, and this is my, I'm going to say it's my opinion, even though it's my perspective from my family side of things is that 
the Cuban, the, the generation that came, like when my parents came and my grandparents came and that generation, they're diehard right-wing Republican. And they'll, it's very, like you'll rarely see them, no matter what the Republican Party does, that they'll stray from that loyalty. Uh-huh. And, and part of that, for anybody that doesn't know, it has to do with the Bay of Pigs and Kennedy pulling back from the invasion of Cuba. That that's which if you, I mean if you look at it in big picture, Kennedy was trying to avoid World War III, but when Kennedy became president, the CIA and the previous administration already had this plan to invade and take back Cuba using uh, the Cubans that had, that were exiled already. They had trained them in, I think, Panama, and so they had orchestrated this whole thing to invade. And so when he came in, they were like, "Yo, we're already going to do it. We're doing it." And then he was like, like supposedly like, "No, no, like it's going to start World War III." And he gave them restrictions where they couldn't use air power. They couldn't use Navy ships. Uh-huh. It was just the Cuban exiles that were trained. That's it. And that's where, you know, it ended. The Bay of Pigs, they were defeated immediately. So because of Kennedy being a Democrat, the Cubans from that generation vowed to be, you know, Republican and, and, and forever hate the Democrats for that. So fast forward to today, you would think, me personally, me being a little bit more, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm definitely not a Republican, but I'm I, I'm definitely not all the way to the left either. I can, right. you know, find myself somewhere in the center. Um, I look at the Cubans that follow blindly to this ideology of the Republican Party, how it's morphed into something else post-Trump, you know, during Trump and post-Trump. That's like, right. to me, seems very dictatorship seem very like communist in the sense like you follow what we say, what we say is, you know, the word of God and this is what it is and they're the devil and blah, blah, blah. So my family, yeah, they kind of like, they follow that. They, they think all they need to hear is those people are socialist. Those people are communist. Um, and those people want to give all these social services to everybody. And they're like, yeah, fuck them. You know, like we're, we're, we're sticking. They, they're worried but but the thing is it's it's not brand new because the Republican Party has already always rung that alarm to Cubans in Miami. And that's why that's what's helped them maintain Florida as a Republican stronghold because the rest of Florida uh-huh. wasn't necessarily um as diehard. Do they look, look at, at that? Do they do they look at just like I mean, outside of like Florida politics and stuff, do they do they look at just all the different things that are that are going on in in this country yeah. and do, do they oh, ever yeah, do, yeah, do they yeah. ever say like yo this is this is these are all the signs of communism um i mean this is the thing so there, we're, i'm gonna i'd straddle like my opinion right and yeah, what yeah i believe our facts because this is the thing we live in a place where you create facts a la carte now right so it's like i i don't like I'm scared to not scared, but I don't like to talk about because then people, oh, but I got these facts. What? So, if you know the, the history of Cuba, to try to say it quickly, there was a dictatorship before Castro. There was people with money. They fled when they realized that Castro was going to take over. They brought their money. That dictatorship was not good, Batista. They came over here to South Florida um, with the help of of the Americans and the CIA, and they basically set up shop and they set up radio stations and and news outlets. So they, they, when all these Cubans started to come over, they already had this, this uh, machine that was pumping propaganda to them 
to kind of keep them in line with what whatever political views they were pushing down the pipeline. And then these people, like I said, were loyal for the most part to the Republican Party. And that was always their goals to, to get them elected. So, yeah, they'll look at national stuff going on, but through the scope of this, of these media outlets, mm. like a Fox or whatever, yeah. that fits into their worldview based on what they've been growing up listening to. And I know this as a kid growing up under this worldview, thinking in my head, I'm a Republican, I'm diehard, you know, fuck the hippies that fucking protested the Vietnam War. They should all fucking die. You know, like that's the, that's the type of shit that you would think, you know, America right. is the best country in the goddamn world. And I'm not saying it's not, but I'm just saying like, it's like, it's very diehard. And, and so there's not much from the Cubans of my parents' generation and their, and their parents, you're not going to change their worldview. So they're kind of like leaning towards the anti-vaxxer shit. Um, whatever is on Fox, they're leaning on that hmm. type of stuff. And that's the way that they look at the world. And they do think, and to their credit, that's the thing. There's a truth in everything. The left has gone super left, just like the right has gone berserk. Yeah. So it's very easy to pull things from the, what's going on, on the left, whether it be, you know, language that they're using or things that they're proposing that they want laws they want to pass. Can, they're using cancel culture as a thing um, and say, look, these these are socialist communists trying to take over the country. And then that's all the Cubans need to hear. But mm. then you have the newer Cubans that have been coming who lived in communist Cuba. Well, yeah, they don't like communist Cuba, but they're not as afraid of it. They don't think it's as you know, like ah, oh, this ain't shit. Like, yeah, right. I lived in the real shit, you know, like. Right. So. Interesting. Manny Digital. Yo, can you hear me? Yes, sir. What's up, yeah. party people? Yo, say what's up. Hi. Hi. <laughs> they over here. <laughs> they over here. They're watching the flick. Oh, nice. Driving in style, yeah. man. So how, how did the how did the surprise uh, trip, surprise trip wake up go? He wants to know how did the surprise go. Which one? This one. The car. The car. Oh, good. So did <laughs> that's it? That's all y'all got? Well, it was it was I don't know it was weird. You know what the problem is? My kids are spoiled as shit. But did so, your dad no, did your dad tell you that he bought that car? No, we just don't know how to react. Oh, hold on, wait. I, I can't hear. Let now we don't make curses in yes. front of his kids. So. I did. Huh? <laughs> I mean, we all do. But. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I was going to say, did your dad tell you that he bought that car? And we were free. <laughs> I didn't lie to them about it. They kept asking. They were like, yo, is this ours? Now I, I wanted to be like, yes. Nah, but no. Nah, I was like, well, we kind of rented it. They're like, what do you mean, kind of? And whatever. Yeah, it was a whole thing, but nice. uh, we're in Maryland right now. Okay, and we still got a ways to go. You're parked or you're driving and podcasting at the same time. Okay, where can we? No, go? I'm not driving and podcasting. <laughs> we're safe. We're safe around here. <laughs> no, we're we're at a charging station, so we're taking a break. Careful with the storm, buddy. I hear you. Lots what, of you, fun. you just here now? You didn't know? No, nah. nah, of course I know. It's but it's, be... it's supposed to die out in uh, well in the Carolinas is what I heard. Yeah, so you're going to hit it driving for sure. Well, not. It's supposed to be the next day, two days. It's supposed to head up there. We should be there by then. Majority is going to miss you, right? I mean, I think it looks like it's going on the West Coast instead of. Yeah, we just have yeah. like outer bands hitting us. Okay. It's not such a bad storm, but it's going to cross over, cross Florida and go up like Northeast. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't I don't know what Manny's. He's in, you're in Maryland, you said right now? 
Yeah, right now. So we're going to stop in, oh, in so VA. You, yeah, you'll just hit some some whatever weather, but yeah, you'll miss it. It'll miss you. So you hit you go on you stop on a VA and then chill there and then head out again. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll, okay. we'll spend we have just we have we're kind of telling the kids as we approach the places, but we're going to make another stop and then after that we hit Florida. Nice. Or you're hitting like a park or something? No, nah, like- a little a little resort situation. Oh, okay. mm. oh, that's right. I remember you told me. Yeah. Styling, man. Yeah, man. Just, just trying to be safe. <laughs> Yo, the reason why we got an EV was we were panicking because we planned this back in like May, and the news outlets were talking about gas shortages all over the country, and oh, and if you got gas, it would be insane. EV, electrical vehicle. For anybody who doesn't know, Manny trying to be all cool with the abbreviation, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That's that's my lingo. Yeah. <laughs> So that's that's how we ended up with this, but it's been cool, man. Tesla's pretty dope. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, my son used to like to go into. There was a like a Tesla store by a, downtown. He'd just go in, and we'd go and sit in the car for a while, and he'd play with the <laughs> put the music on. Like, oh, can we get one? Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> one day. One yeah. day. So wait, what, what did I miss? There was a whole history Let, of Cuba? Yeah, I don't know. This guy wanted to go into the history channel with me. Um, now, you know what? I'll listen to the episode. Don't 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 revisit it for the No, no, actually listeners. we need to bring you into I think we might want to ask him if he knows anything about the insurance stuff. Yeah, we started talking about life insurance again and and ease policy and just the the, the different types of policies and then talking about setting up a trust and all that stuff. What do you Ooh. have, Manny? I, I got right now I got a uh I wanted to get a whole life insurance policy, but I didn't. I got a term. Right. So that's uh, what I have. A term. So wait, the, the whole life yeah. is the one that you can cash out on, or is the term and the term is the one that just you just keep paying, right? Yeah, term is just regular insurance. Okay. Like a car insurance like car insurance. Yeah, if some shit goes down, right, there's a payout based on whoever you elect. But a uh, whole life What's is the, the one that you one? term term right that's why i probably okay. that's why i picked it yeah i mean it's it's kind of like a uh just in case you go to hell your families should be good depending on how much you got the other one's more like investment strategy stuff it, and it's it's more expensive got it. but okay. i don't i haven't i haven't established a trust yet that's something that i, I do need to do but i haven't really dug into it too tough yet because you don't trust you anybody got? Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, you know what's crazy? Like, I was thinking about this the other day because if something happens to me, like... You have a boom ha- mic, bro? <laughs> oh, is it, is it mad loud? <laughs> no, it looks like you got this thing that's looming over your head. It looks like a boom mic. <laughs> nah, that's my kid. You got a full production. You're doing Love and Hip Hop over there. <laughs> my, my daughter over here acting oh, up. God. Yeah, she's a problem. <laughs> um <laughs> So I was thinking about like, all right, so it's, you know, I, I have a term policy, like I mentioned, but something, God forbid, happens. You got to have like your passwords for everything, like got it down somewhere. So next of kin can grab it. Like, and then you got to think about a will where instructions about all the stuff goes down as well. Like, oh, for the term? No, no, no. I'm just in oh, general, general. I was yeah. thinking about everything. all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like all of that bleeds into each other. Cause what good is. All right, so God forbid I go, 
there's bank accounts my wife has to get a hold of. There's right, right. whatever investments I have that she hardly even knows. Like I tell her about it, but she don't, you know, she's not going to know. So like all that stuff. And I'm like, oh damn, I got to do a will. So there's like so many little things that you got to figure out. But by the time you, if you don't hurry up and do it, it's already too late. You so I got to get on that. All those yeah. bank, all those other bank accounts that she has, doesn't even know about. Yeah, <laughs> right. the offshore joints. His bar account. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> he got the bar tab account. Yeah, right. <laughs> got like twenty k in there. No <laughs> <Little> stacks. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Where? that's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, that's real. That's real. I mean, I just budge, I just barged in, so I don't know which way y'all going. So I'm gonna nah, just keep we were, it cool. Yeah, we were just we were going off on a tangent. He should ask now. The other question he should ask his wife, being that she's Cuban as well. What was the other question? The one you asked me if the Cubans in my family were worried about the state of oh, the country. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Lisa, hi. Hello. Hey. What's up? <laughs> I don't like this. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I was asking, I, I was asking E, um, what his family thought of, or if they were correlating things that were going on in this country, because there's a lot of things that that are happening in this country that you know people poke it and say it's you know it's communist or it's Marxist or there's oh, pe- you know people who are claiming marxism and doing and doing different things or even some of the stuff that's going on in in the schools that people are getting crazy about you know where it all stems from so i'm wondering if any of your family um i don't know if they you know if they come direct from cuba living under communism if they look at some of the things that are going on nowadays and if they like raise a red flag and like yo this is you know this is communism Mm -hmm. here starting in, in in america (laughs) Um, Well, I have a very small family left. Um, So, but I do have an aunt who's, um, she's probably been here about 50 years and she's mentally still in Cuba. (laughs) So she is, yeah, she, with that whole um, politics stuff, with the whole Trump, she was going hard for Trump because, um, yeah, she's afraid. She's, you know, afraid that they're going to live the same thing with Biden and the whole thing. And but that's as much as my family goes. The other mm. ones are pretty Americanized. Got it. <laughs> I would say. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and the diehard. You don't. Do you know about the whole diehard Republican thing that the old school Cubans because of Kennedy? No. Yeah, they blink no. because of the Bay of Pigs. I mean, that's another podcast. That's another. That's another, another, another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think they covered that on the first. Oh podcast. gosh. <laughs> That's EFN the historian. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm very uncomfortable. So I'm going to give, <laughs> give me shit for this one. Oh my uh, God. I'm sweating. I'm worth it. She's going to give me all sorts of shit later, but it. we're keeping everything. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know where that, where, where that came from. It was just ran, totally kind of a random. You were just curious. Like I said, I was talking to some other folks and they were bringing up. But don't you have family too that was like from like Eastern Europe? Yeah, that might, might yeah, have yeah. Escaped that type of stuff too. Yep, yep, yeah. Like my my mom's husband, for example. You know, he's he's Romanian from Romania, so you know he lived under when when Romania was 
hardcore communist and so that's fun. Okay, uh, <laughs> with the elaboration. <laughs> I'm just so I'm just trying to because I you know I, like I'll hear it from 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 them or talk to other people and they and you know I think I think a lot in America I think a lot of people I think people romanticize certain aspects of communism or Marxism because of like the equality side of things or that things should be in the hand of you know the people right but I, and then i think when people who are more i guess have lived in a communist society they look at any of that kind of you know romanticizing as big red flags that like oh shit you know this I mean, is what's I, going on here you know this is, this is what i experienced and this is what you guys are about to experience the, the best way i think to describe socialism and and communism is to say it looks good on paper but humans will never execute that shit where it works for people because we have aspirations we we're greedy and so if 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 there's a dictator of a communist country and he's got bread that's it that communism has already failed right there yeah so so yeah man but uh let's just thank god that our we're not raising our families in communism let's just say that but yeah, man, we do have to worry about the state of our country overall because the one we do live in's got a lot of problems as well. And so, yeah, that's. What do you feel at. like I, I know E? You, I think you're up on it. Well, okay, you're you're pretty good about keeping up on stuff too. But I, I'm not all the way up on kind of all the movements, right? Like I, I'm concerned, but it's hard for me to filter out so much the negativity in the news. Right. Right. I, I think we've talked about this before, but I, I, I kind of treat the day to day in our country based on the people that I interact with. And that, that hasn't been a lot in the last year, but now it's starting to open up and I kind of just base it on each individual interaction, which is admittedly like not the best way to do it. Cause you, you're talking about a small silo of people. But I, I try not to get caught up in all the hype about the government and the movers and shakers in politics because I just I, I feel it's so divisive that you focus too much on it, you're gonna be jaded one way or another. So I try to that's how I kind of try to keep myself centered. But but you know, I, I know that that's <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a way to be removed from the situation. But I wonder like how do y'all do it? How do y'all cope? I think the problem well, for my problem is, is that there may be all kinds of events or things to talk about, but all of a sudden everything just gets lumped into the political side of things. So just vaccinations, all of a sudden it becomes a political thing. You know, you're either one side or you're not, um, you know, if you're talking about education in schools or critical race theory, any of this stuff, you know, all of a sudden these become, become like words that, that that get shifted into one side or the other and it, that's that's the problem that it feels to me is that the politics everything all of a sudden now becomes super political and you can't have like a a general discussion about like what any of this stuff is without it being you know you're either conservative or you're liberal and and there's no i think a lot of people are just cut off from learning about any of this stuff because 
it's all of a sudden put into uh, you know one side or another. And it's the social media side of it that's empowered every single person to be a loud voice in the conversation for good and for bad. Like there's the good and the bad of that, you know, like it makes me want to romanticize of the days of the eighties when we were, you know, the, the cold war and you had big bad Russia and it made all of us, you know, Americans where we don't have one enemy now. So we're all each other's enemies and there's all kinds of enemies all over the place, including ourselves. And, and I'm just, I've always been into like politics and history and the way that history and politics, you know, basically cycle. And, and so my approach has always been like, I'm, I'm not trying to make myself get stressed or depressed, but I do feel like if you're not in the know, when something drastic happens, you're lost and you're playing catch up when you should already be, you know, like strategizing on how to deal with certain things that could go down. And that's how I feel. But we live in a very polarizing time, but it's always been pretty polarizing. The difference is, is that social media has added an extra layer that we've never had before. Because I just, it's funny because I was just watching Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm. last night. Yeah. And it just shows you how bad it was back then. And, and you know, now imagine that you have now social media where the good side of it is everybody can kind of like organize nationally and get these points across and for the good of society. But then you have like, think of uh COINTEL pro that the FBI did and how they sowed um, like doubt into the different groups to like break them up and break up the black Panthers. That happens today on social media funded by big money, by governments, by companies, by, by groups. And you don't, and people don't know what's real anymore. They're just, you know how to poke at their emotions using these these digital tools and we think that it's free will and we think we have free speech and we think that we're exercising it and you know we think i'm gonna be outraged by this clip little do we know that that clip got cut off or started before the real thing happened that caused it or before the other thing that happened that would change your perspective or i you know thoughts of what happened it's like designed for confusion Right. And then all of us as decent people will see a clip of something and naturally want to be like comment like and be like, that's disgusting. I hate it. I tend to like not try to do that. I try not to do that because I say to myself, as much as I agree with what this person posting, what they're saying, how foul this is, and it is foul just on this clip. I don't know. I wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? And there's always three sides of the story. And so because of that, I need to pull back because you know what, man, at the end of the day, that camera or that thing could be turned on you and someone is going to say something about you and edit it perfectly and put a perfectly well articulated caption to go with it that they're going to be like, of course, this person's telling the truth about this person and it's not true about you. And that's what that's what I don't think we understand as a society that everybody is is vulnerable to this. And that's where I think things are really screwed up and, and where we're screwed as a, as a society and as a country. Yeah, spin cycle. Spin cycle is bananas. Well, I hope you we uh, uplifted your spirits for your vacation. Quick note, quick note. They had, so uh, they had Putin on, on, on the news the other day, and he said something I thought was pretty dope. Um, they were like, that supposedly Biden had said that... Uh, Headline, EFN endorses Putin. No, 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 no. no I'm not endorsing him, but this dude is foul. Yeah, he's a foul dude. But 
he's like, you know, that Biden said something about he's a murderer or said something like was was, um, you know, pulling their cards of like all these things that Russians, you know, the Russian government is uh, guilty of. And Putin basically said and like talking to a new uh, American news network, he was like, bro, just look in the mirror. I mean, you're looking at yourself. Gangster. That's the thing. We, you know, as a government, if we dig deep and look at all the things that we've uncovered over the over the years, everybody says conspiracy. Our government has done their thing. Now you could argue whatever, like our government was doing it for the betterment of our country, blah blah. Whatever you want to argue, but I thought that was pretty pretty ill. He's like, just look in the mirror, guys. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy. It's true. Yeah. So we end it. Mirror is what he said. You don't like the reflection. That's that's basically what he really said. We'll end it on that note. <laughs> and how does that help our kids? I don't know. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, they got to be able to look in the mirror and like what they see. That's basically what it is. Word life. Oh, that's what we need to do. Again, guys, and life sucks again. Oh, shit. This is in two weeks. She's got sick again. COVID, COVID tests again? Two weeks. Did you no, do another? No. This, okay. one is, this one isn't the same intensity of the, the last sickness, but. In my household, it seems like I'm the one that always catches whatever the hell she has. So, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the world of little kid viruses. My cousin, who's a teacher, says that you build an immunity to it after a while. She says it's a teacher immunity. Go go through hell trying to do it. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Great story, buddies. Great story. All right, man. Peace in the hood. Uh, Beats in the hood. Yeah, hey, drive any safe. Good, any, any any good uh, family kid movies really quick before we get out of here that you recommend? Uh, Disney Plus, they got um, I think it's called Raina. Oh yeah, My, I saw I'm, that. Okay, that was dope. Oh, so um, saw Luca. Boot, yeah, I saw a bootleg of that the other night. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> bootleg and stuff over there. He's still going to the bootlegger. <laughs> that joint, Luca. Hooking me up. <laughs> Luca, you I see? saw that one. Yeah. Oh, all right. So you all Disneyed out. I, I, that's all one? I got. There's a dragon yeah, one. I forget. What that's right. Re- I think it's called Reina. That's the one I'm talking. That's about. the one. The dragon one. Oh wait, wait, no. On st- on Netflix. Yeah, yeah he's that a genie. Nef- yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> the new boss baby coming soon. That naked one came out, but, but Fantasy <laughs> Island, the new reboot. <laughs> oh, my kids. Late, and this is probably old already. I don't know if your daughter would jump on this but uh it, it's nikki ricky dicky and dawn that sounds like a very bad porn bro i know but it's it. actually it's it's funny as shit it's, a, it's like i don't know six to six plus six years old and, and up uh which is the best vocalist in that group ricky or dawn 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 Wait, isn't Space but, Jam out now? Space Jam 2? It's coming out. I don't think it's out yet. Is oh, it? Okay. Next next week, I think. Oh, Shout okay. out to a previous guest, Merz, who who wrote for uh, Porky Pig for, for the rap battle. And, oh, uh, did he? Nice. Really? Nice. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Super it's dope. dope. All right, well. That's all, folks. See how it ties back to Bay of Pigs, our conversation? <laughs> Oh, you got lyrics. Nice. Bars. Oh, man. Yeah. All right, man. All right, guys. All right, y'all. Drive right. safe. Bye, Dad. Peace. Bye, Dad. Later. 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 Later.
yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.